At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. Let's get down to it. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know. But no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. We're committed to us. We're committed. You can't give it to us and then take it back. Are you in or out? Huh? In or out? All right, let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Buenos dias. There you go. What is that, afternoon? That is good morning. All right, buenos dias. That's what you're rolling with? That's what I said. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to test your gangster when it comes to your your Espanol. Uh, Un poquito. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, we're going to have some fun with this one. Yes, we are. We got our, we've talked about doing this segment, but we've got our inaugural Big Dummy Award. You we're gonna big launch. dummy. <laughs> Remember that back that Fred Sanford right there. The Big Dummy Award. Drop you it again. Big dummy. <laughs> so we once a month, we are gonna try to collect enough pick and see which one gets this one. And 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 listen, I hate to what they say, kick a man while he's down. Yeah. But I'm I'm jumping off the top rope. <laughs> You're gonna get to the Eddie Guerrero leg drop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so just to give some context, Seahawks 
rookie. No, 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 no. Former rookie. There we go. <laughs> Former Seattle Seahawk. Kima Siverin, and I, and I hope I'm pronouncing that Don't right. matter. <laughs> Tried to sneak in a female visitor into their team hotel during this whole COVID pandemic where everything is okay. locked down. He had a visitor and decided to no, dress her. They? They had to it be was a tag team. team effort. It was it had to be tag team. But they decided somewhere along this this route that they were going to dress her up as a Seahawks player okay. to get her in the building. So, so here's my question: Give me give me your take on this NFL I lo- vet. I would love to be in a room when these two dummies, you big dummy, <laughs> I love that decided <laughs> on how they were. Mastermind. Yeah. What was the plan? This break in. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, did, she, did he meet her like at the at the no? At let's the just entrance? They're, they're like, probably they're probably they're start, probably start from the top of what you think happened. They're in a relationship. Maybe. No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give him benefit out. They're in a relationship. That's his girl. And training camp, whatever so you, you the case may be. And he's in there like, look, I want to see my boo. Mm-hmm. I miss her. And they FaceTime. Okay. He, and he says, I got it. I got the idea. I got a great idea. And her reply isn't, nah, babe, I don't think that's a good idea. She tells him, yeah, I like See, that one. So this is where I can already poke holes in the story because I don't think a wife or a girlfriend is going to go along with this one. You don't think so? Um, Have you? Have you been in the same place as I've been? <laughs> this this quarantine has really shown there's some there's some folks that when they get on the elevator uh-huh. and their body and their mind are floors. It's a few of them missing. Oh, so some don't go all the way to the top, is what you say. Hell, some of them are under construction <laughs> indefinitely. So- Meaning mean, they they just boarded up. The, and and here's a here's the part you know you're in trouble. When you got a floor 13, you're already in trouble. <laughs> the elevators go to floor 13. All right, so they FaceTime. They FaceTime. Yeah. And they say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dress you up as a player. So when you come in there, don't make eye contact and don't talk to nobody. I just mean th- nobody. Just, just throw this on. Just throw this on. So I want to know: Did she have? Yeah. What What was the component? Like was, what was it? Hoodie? Did he give was her a hoodie, it, or yes. did he give her like his work? I, I'm trying was it to sweatpants because if yeah. she got on shorts, it, it, then they may that may tell the whole idea. possibly, possibly, right? Because we don't know. Now I've 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 played with some guys who do not look like NFL football players. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't at times. I'm five nine. Three fourths, one hundred ninety something, one hundred ninety five, yeah. one hundred ninety seven pounds. Wide receiver, you line me up next to Calvin Johnson. You say, "Who's the wide receiver?" That guy. The the short guy is not the yeah, guy not getting you. picked out. Yeah. So I and that's why I say, you know, it depends on what that individual looks like. Mm-hmm. When you put it in a category of examining that individual as a superior athlete, yeah. Not all superior athletes look superior. That's the talent. That's the gift of God. That's why you have God-given abilities. Gotcha. But I just am completely confused on why they thought that they were going to be able to fool the team 
and just walk up in there like she's a player that we like, – who, who's the new person? Yeah, because you also got to think, too, they, there could have been some other things you could have – if you was going to go the dress-up route, yeah. there could have been some other options. She's, they were in a hotel, so she could have been what? Hotel attendant. She could be she, room she service. could have been room service. Nah, these brain – Maybe these, even security. Nah, these brain surgeons. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You're nope, going to nope. be another player. Yeah, I got it. I got it. You know, Throw her Jadavion Clowney stuff. Throw her, yeah. <laughs> throw her Bobby the, Wagner stuff. Yeah, throw, he throw, ain't throw, on the team, so throw, nobody throw, gonna, right. nobody's <laughs> going to notice. Right, that Jadavion stuff is, is gone. That is gone. Yeah, so he he's like, anymore. yeah, let me get uh, let me get these sweats. Yeah. Babe, what size? Well, I'm a, I'm a small, you a medium today. <laughs> I don't think Jadavion was ever a medium. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, he just <laughs> grabbed some stuff, walked in there. And then they called her, and I just, I, you know, and then I'm her, I'm, I'm the individual. Let's be honest. Is she a person who has maybe done some things that that they've done before? Which, and, and I mean, just like, you know, like you know how you got some people where, let's be honest, you wouldn't necessarily commit a crime with them, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, you got some folks like they will tell on themselves. Okay. Right, they get nervous, get antsy. I'm wondering, like, hurt. I wish I could, like, be in her mind. What she was her psyche? Like her psyche. Yeah. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah. Do they know? That, that, run, do, I'm running. I'm running through the progressions. Do in they my mind. notice yeah. that I'm really not a player? What do I want? <laughs> right. Does right. this make act, me look, act hey, normal? How about this? Right. And, I, and I'm being a guy. I'm being a husband. Does this sweatsuit make me look fat? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Needs to make you look like you're on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> Just a whole bunch of stuff, and of course. The end of the story is they got caught. Right. And I'm trying to figure out when she walked in, like, was it a side door? Did she walk in the front entrance of the lobby like, I belong here? <laughs> right. You know, like. Or was it the sneak in? Like, you know, everyone's, yeah, been, Pink a te- Panther, everyone's been a teenager doo-doo, before. Doo-doo, right. Doo-doo. You know, you're getting. You get, <laughs> if I just Stand close up. my eyes, they won't notice me. Right. <laughs> or did she walk in? Did, like, did they FaceTime and go over the walk? You know, like, right. walk like a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. Nah, walk, walk like a corner. Yeah, put, put a little, uh, put a little pimp in your step. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it's like, when you try to imitate guys, yeah. right? Or when you try to imitate somebody, you're just kind of like, who walks like that? Right? You walk so, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she tried to disguise yeah. the voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm three fi- Room I'm 315. A, I'm a chemo. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but regardless, this did not work. And Kima, his ass got fired. Kima lost his job, so no, he didn't yeah. didn't even get started good. Yeah. Uh, even, but I guess seriously though, as a vet, something like this happens. Man, dumb Does dumbs he, all the time. He, dumb dumbs all the time. Man, you. Oh no, you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff. I don't know what it is about us athletes, but we really believe. Uh, don't limit that to athletes, bro. No, no, no. I'm saying this, athletes. We really believe. We could do anything, dog. No, no. I'm talking about that. Sometimes we brainwash our we brainwash our people have done things like this before. You, everyone has tried to sneak someone in the house or sneak out of the house. You snuck into something. Like people have done that before. I know, but I just I, so don't just don't just limit that to athletes, brother. Yeah, there's not. But this athlete is one big. You big dummy. <laughs> our first recipient of the our big r- dummy first award. recipient. Congratulations, Kima. Hey. That virtual unemployment line is long. Pick a number. <laughs> you big dummy, see what you did? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, who's our guest for today? 
Coming up on the Cut To It podcast, we've got The Miz, a former real-world star who's turned WWE superstar. He's a former champ who now hosts USA's Cannonball and Miz and Mrs. alongside his wife, The Miz. Well, this segment we got coming up, Miz, is called Get Iced Up. It's our version of an icebreaker. They're random questions that we formulated. Smitty may or may not have a follow-up. It may be something to where we get down a rabbit hole. Who knows? But this is our segment of called Getting Iced Up. So, Smitty, go ahead and give him the first one. All right. What is, your, what is your favorite scent? Favorite scent? Yeah, like a car scent, uh, you know. New car smell. My wife, whenever she puts on this perfume, I don't even know what the perfume is, to be honest, but when she puts it on and she walks by me, my, my literally my nose just follows the whole thing. It's like, it's like literally I'm like floating in the air just right behind her. Gold, gold, if, gold star for Miz. Right what there. if that was Old Spice? What would you do right now? <laughs> I mean, if, if Old Spice is paying me a lot of money, then I'll guess what? I, it's Old Spice, Bear Glove, <laughs> you know, whatever, the, whatever that soap is. If you could learn a new skill, what would it be? I've always wanted to play guitar. Like, I, I'm even trying right now. Like, I have a buddy that plays guitar, and he, like, teaches me, like, through, like, FaceTime all the time. And I, I just can't get it. I can't pick it up. I can't pick up a musical instrument. I hope my – I have two baby girls. And uh, once they're old enough, I want to teach them how – not me, but have someone teach them how to play instruments because it's something I've always wanted to do, I think, uh, when you're an entertainer, like being a rock star is like always on that list of things that you've always wanted to do. But I don't have a good voice. I can't play an instrument, but I can entertain you. So uh, probably why I'm a WWE superstar. Yeah. Your top three email subscriptions. Email subscriptions. Honestly, I try not to su subscribe to anything because I don't want emails at all. Like I get so many emails a day that are just garbage emails that uh honestly zero i don't want any subscriptions whatsoever there's none you look forward to at all no no i honestly i get i get like when i wake up in the morning i have 30 emails and i'm not one of those people that like the red dots on my phone like i have to get rid of them so i have to go through 40 erases which takes me about you know five minutes of going through things and so no i don't want an email from anyone or anything i don't even like emails i'd rather have a text message all right well you would hate my email because i yeah, got 3400 <laughs> emails that i just skip over yeah. i couldn't do it i could not do it. my wife has the same thing every time i see your phone it, it drives me nuts yeah well hey I, it works fine for me so um <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you one email subscription you need to get because I do it. One uh, eight hundred flowers. So when I send, you know, occasions, I get twenty percent off. So it's pretty good. I like those. Like I'll leave on a Wednesday, Thursday morning. She gets up, ding dong, bang. There's a there's a bouquet of roses for De Debonair Smith. Yes, I, I might I might I might do that tonight. I think I might just have to do that this week. Give, and get some back, get some brown nosing points. Yeah, get, when you come back, mm, mm, mm. give credit. There you go. Cut to it, podcast. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. What do you think your best quality is? Uh, sometimes I think my best qualities are my worst qualities. It depends on who you're talking to. Um, I think I'm very outspoken. I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. And for some, that's fun. That's entertaining. Other times, it's a bit much. 
and I know I'm a bit much. And so, uh, and sometimes I literally, my mouth just goes and I'm like, oh man, did I really just say that? Can't believe I did it. And some people are like, that's the most genius thing you've ever said. Other people are like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. So you never know what's going to happen with me, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get down to- How about you? What's what's your best quality? Reversal. He hit you with the reversal. Uh, My best quality? Let's see. I have so many. I don't know where to go. (laughs) (laughs) my my gift and my curse is um i i think about things so simple but yet so complicated and i go down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. that where it's like my wife is like babe it's not that serious where are you from and what do you call home uh i'm originally from parma ohio it's a suburb outside of cleveland obviously the reason i'm a cleveland browns fan is because i've lived there my entire life grandfather uh, i moved uh to los angeles when i was about 21 uh 2021 and uh i uh lived, literally lived out here ever since um so now I live in Los Angeles. I love the 75 and sunny every day. Uh, there's no humidity. There's, you know, sometimes it's a little hot from just 110 heat. But I actually went to Austin for one year because I was like, ah, I don't want to pay state taxes anymore. I'm going to move to Texas where you don't have state taxes. That 11% will get you. So I moved to uh, Texas for one year and I literally said, yep, Texas is not for me. My wife said the <laughs> same thing. We both literally lived there. We moved, like, literally we had a baby and then drove all the way in a, in like a, uh, like, we kind of had like this RV, like Mm -hmm. this big bus that we just drove in and thought it'd be fun little trip. We did it. And a year later, we were doing the same exact thing back to LA because we were just (laughs) like, look, we are LA people. Uh, Screw the, the, the 11%. I'll pay the 11% state tax just to, to be there. So, yeah. Y'all had your family version of road rules. Yeah, 100%. Like, literally. And it was like that because I had me, my wife, my two dogs, my two cats, uh, my daughter, who was uh, three weeks old, and then my, my mother-in-law were all in this bus. And it was – my cat was nonstop meowing the entire time. Uh, he wouldn't let you even come near him. So we had to shove him, like, in a bathroom so we didn't, uh, you know, like – sick everyone uh my two dogs which i have a doberman and a minpin my doberman didn't even fit in the place he she had gas the entire time which stunk up the entire bus we forgot my mother-in-law at one stop because she said um she said she was in the bathroom well well, all right all right say you're at a truck stop right and you're you're getting gas was was your mom your mom or your mother-in-law mother-in-law it wasn't no accident it was by convenience look she goes, I'm going to the restroom. So we go, okay, fine. We're thinking she went to the restroom in the bus. She didn't. She went to the restroom in the truck. Why would you go to the truck stop when you have a, you have, you have a good bathroom at the bus? You and so what? we started driving, and all of a sudden we get a phone oh, call. What? You son of a mother, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> with her French accent. So, yeah, we forgot her, Yeah, and we had to drive back. So it was a it was a definitely a, a, a nice little uh, road rules episode if you want. Okay, so how did your upbringing impact your view on the world today? Wow, my upbringing. Well, where I'm from in Parma, Ohio, you go to high school after high school, you go to college after college, you go back to Parma, Ohio, you get a job, you get a family, and that's exactly what you do for the rest of your life. When I got onto a show called The Real World back to New York. 
uh, it basically put me in like the melting pot that is, uh, you know, New York. It opened my eyes up to so many different things. And once I got there, I kind of realized that I could do anything I wanted with my life. So what was my dream? What did I always want to do? And I always want to be a WWE superstar. The problem is where, you know, back then you'd have to be six, seven, 300 pounds of pure solid muscle. And I was not that, but <laughs> when I was on the real world, like I was like, everyone said I couldn't make that show. And I did. So when you, when you finally see a goal, yeah. like may, maybe for you, and I don't know if this is your story, but maybe for you, it might've been, you know, you want to play football in college and then you make it into college and you play football yep. and you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm playing football in college. Maybe I can do this in the NFL. And then literally you hone in and you drive yourself to make it to the NFL. Then when you make it to the NFL, you go, all right, I don't just want to be a wide receiver. I want to be one of the, the most premier wide receivers out there. And then when you do that, you're like, all right, I want a hall of fame career. All right. Maybe now I want a super bowl. So you, you your goals keep excelling. So mm -hmm. once I get on the real world, my goal excelled to be a WWE superstar. When I became a WWE superstar, I wanted to be a biggest WWE superstar. I wanted to be a you know, main event WrestleMania, be WWE champion, win all the titles. And then once I've done that, now I want to you know, make sure that I have a Hall of Fame career. I want to get back to being a universal champion or WWE champion. I want to get back to being main event of WrestleMania. You know? And I also want to do other things. Now, not only do I have my own reality show. Now I started on the real world. I was just a cast member. Now I'm an executive producer and I also star in my own show that gets incredible ratings, Ms. and Mrs. on the USA network as well. And so, and now also I'm developing a couple other shows for other people. And so, you know, I've kind of ex exceeded my dreams and expectations and my goals and I keep on going and doing it because that's just where my mindset is now. It wasn't like that when I was in Parma, Ohio. Real world changed it all. If I wouldn't have gone on the real world, I would have been at home flipping burgers. I would have dropped out of college because I wasn't very good at it. Um, you know, I was good at school, but honestly, I, I just enjoyed like school, school, college school more than anything else. And I probably would have dropped out and just went back and worked for my dad at a local Mr. Hero flipping burgers. Was that correct in your assessment of like where you were? Like, would you say that's how kind of your goals kind of happened? Or did you always have that goal? Like, I'm going to be an NFL star. No doubt in my mind. I, that's a really good question mm -hmm. for me was um, my dad played semi-pro football. I always wanted to play football. That's all I knew. That's all I wanted. That was on my old desire. College was not on that road trip of success. But for me, I guess what is a little bit different is once I got to the league and I realized what it was, I started to have to equip myself around – uh, how to adjust to becoming a football player. How do I master my craft? How do I become one of the best? But then I started to realize, well, what is one of the best? And so I was on a team. We were, what, my first year we were one in 15. But I, I, I played with some – I was on a team with some guys that I, I admired. But I was also on a team where I wanted to be better than them. So it was, it, it was very complex because I wasn't necessarily looking down on them. But growing up as a fan like you are of, of Hulk Hogan, Randy, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, the Honky Tonk Man, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, all these guys, those were the guys, Jerry Rice, mm -hmm. right, John Taylor, those guys I looked up to 
because I grew up in Los Angeles and I was a huge 49ers fan. And Tim Brown, where the team I was on, I didn't believe any of those guys were in that category. Wow. So if I didn't believe any of those guys were in that category, I kind of saw them. I, I don't want to say I didn't see them as equals or I didn't look up to them. I just saw them as like, well, my guys that I want to emulate aren't on this team. Like, I didn't want to be one, one of the teammates who's, a, who, who's like a brother of mine, his good friend, was, is Musa and Muhammad. I wanted to be better than Moose. So, and so, so did you have, did you have a, um, a person that, that, you would, that would teach you or guide you or go, okay, you want to be Jerry Rice, you want to be, you know, like these talent, these are what these guys did to do that. Did you have anyone like that? No. So that, that, another great question. Yeah. I looked at the guys as my teammates. I just looked at them as guys. Like, like a great example of that is at the time when I was drafted in 2001, which was around the same time that you were on the real world, mm-hmm. I was looking at Moose and I'm like, I want to be on the record books. And Moose at that time was the record books. And my goal was to be the best Carolina Panther wide receiver in, in their history. That was your goal then? That was my goal. In my mind, I said, I want to erase Musin from the record books. Wow. So to, so to have that mentality to erase somebody for the record books, technically you can't be friends with them. And I looked at Moose, and I believe Moose looked at me at one point in our careers, we were enemies on the same team. Wow. <laughs> so when he make a one-handed catch, well, in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm going to make four one-handed catches. <laughs> if he's going to make a 100-yard game, man, I'm going to average 100 yards. So it's it, making you elevate your game. It was making me yeah. – but, but it wasn't elevating it in the way you think. It was elevating it to where – I mean, this is my podcast. I, man, I wanted, to be, I wanted to be the standard. Yeah. Like I didn't want. So, I wanted to relate it back to even yeah. with 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 Miz yeah. and you. Like it's having a goal, then I achieve that goal. Now it's I have to recalibrate, no, set a new goal. It, it's not. It's not. I that. wanted to be the standard. Gotcha. I wanted when you talked about the Carolina Panthers, when you talked about WWE, I didn't want them to talk about, well, this guy, or that guy. I'm the you. damn guy. Yeah, it run through you. Yeah. Well, I, I'm the same exact way. Like, whenever I see a poster that I am not front and center, whether I'm on the poster or not, if I'm not front and center, it infuriates me, and it makes me want to work harder and figure out a way how I can be the focal point of not only that poster but the show, the entire show of SmackDown on every Friday. If I'm not the focal point of that show, you better believe I'm working towards to becoming that thing. But the thing I'm different than you is I look at everyone as my friends. Like, how come you can't, uh, you couldn't look at as Moose as like Jarvis and Odell look at each other. They elevate each other. They literally are saying, hey, I want to make you better. You want to make me better. We are going to be better together. Well, one, they grew up together. They went to college college together. together. Now, you're living in L.A., you know, mm-hmm. the listeners, we don't want to, we don't want you to tell exactly your, your address location. Where are you in LA? Cause I'm from, LA. I'm in the suburbs. Uh, I used to live in the, in Hollywood, okay. but now I live in the suburbs. Like I live past Calabasas. Like I'm in the thousand Oaks area. Okay. So when you used to live in the Hollywood area, I lived off 126 in Avalon. 
Okay. That's a mile from Welcome to Compton. Okay. You don't have friends. Hmm. You either with me or you against me. Or you against me. But we can't be on the, in the same wagon. Like we we the 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 truck does not come with two steering wheels. It only comes with one steering wheel. And honestly, I've been driving, I've got a family. I probably sat in my back seat twice. I don't I don't share. I don't I'm not sitting in the back. I don't care what the back seat or how much room you got back there cuz I'm only sitting in the front and I need to be comfortable. Yeah. And that's kind of how I looked at it. I mean, that's that's just the mentality that that I grew up with. Did you go to school in the uh, Compton area as well I went, or I went to school in LA. I mean, I, I Okay. A few schools uh because I got in trouble a few times, but I, I went to a few schools. I need to get over there. All right. Um <laughs> I was going to ask you how you stayed out of the trouble. And how you how you geared yourself to it was football the reason that 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 geared you away from everything that that's out there or well it, it, well if my mom was on here she would say uh, she's still working through that and processing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean sports was that um, it, there was a lot of different things it was unique because back in the day man you could get in trouble if you wanted to no matter what you're doing like i mean dudes got beat up and shot or it was fights at the at the skating rink right so there was always stuff right i foolishly i remember we stole quarters out of the pack miss pac-man machine and i'm not the average five nine guy so my arms are pretty long and so I was the short guy that they I, I was standing up and it was a little crack in there. Those quarters. And my hands are so big that I was actually able to grab a whole bunch of quarters. And then uh, the manager of the laundry mat saw us and we all took off running. And some kids got caught. I didn't get caught. <laughs> and I remember this kid named I Luke. ran them, huh? I ran them. <laughs> I ran everybody. I ran home. That's where that kickoff. Yeah, and, and and I remember Junior got caught, and he was like, "Hey, Steve, uh, you good?" And I looked at, you know, we had the screen porch, you uh -huh. know, the spray playing it, so you can't, know, you don't know if this, if you're looking or anything. Yeah. And he tried to get me to come out there. Oh boy, was hiding in his truck, uh -huh. waiting for me to come out, because Junior had negotiated with him. I'll tell you the kid that stole, who has, <laughs> and I'll call him, man, Junior. Junior got his ass whooped. I was going to say, they tried to put that. <laughs> he got the okie doke on him. We beat Junior down. So, but that was old school, you know. We have to take a break. And more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. You that check. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I, I, I talked to some folks and did some polling. They, they, I, I don't know if you're going to like this question, but, man, everybody freaking wants to know, like, take us through this process because I, I grew up watching the real world. Same here. I, 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 was, I was looking at that stuff, and I remember you. Mm. And I remember your great relationship with a friend that we'll talk about, but I remember the Miz and that persona mm-hmm. you were building, even on that. How instrumental was going on a real world for you? I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the real world. If John Murray and Mary Alice Bunham didn't pick me to be on the show as a cast member, I would not be where I am today, 100%. It changed my mind frame. Like, do you ever have moments in your life that it just changes the way you think? Mm-hmm. That's what real world did for me. And some people have it happen in middle school, high school. Some people don't have it happen until in mid, middle life, you yep. know, but there's some, there's sometimes in your life, there are moments where you can look at and you can go, this changed everything. And that's what real world did for me. And it not only changed that, but it changed the way I thought about things like, you know, it, cause I, I was, I was in my own little bubble. I was in my own little Parma, Ohio, you know, you know, little spot. And going on to the real world, meeting the, the six people from all different walks of life, getting educated uh, about these different people and where they're from, how they grew up. It, it, made, it gave me an interest on everyone and everything. And so that allowed me to literally go, I don't want to live in Parma anymore. I want something bigger. I want something. And I love Parma. I love the city. I love Cleveland. But I wanted something bigger and better. And I, that's why it was either New York or LA is where I was going to move. And, uh, LA has 75 and sunny every day. So I'm going to take the, uh, the better weather. And so I moved out there and set out for a dream. You want it better. It set you up. What was uh, other than the way you laid it out? So clearly for us talking about your hometown, you know, you got, you go to college, you get a degree, you come back, you come back to Ohio, you get it was married. It's supposed to be a cookie cutter life. Right. Yeah. yeah. You didn't the cookie cutter life, which I agree and I and I and I understand. Yeah. But what was what why was getting on the real world? Like take us through that. Like, why was that your only route to get out of Ohio? Yeah. 
because you were you were in college at the time it, it wasn't the only route it okay. was just the route that i ch- like so for instance i'll give you an example so I, I was at college i was in miami of ohio i was a theta chi there i was in a fraternity and mm. i'm watching the real world new orleans and it's a commercial comes on do you want to try out for the real world in my head i said yes well here's how and so <laughs> i sent in I sent in this, this video. I'll never forget. I, I took my VHS camcorder. And here's how I edited it, by the way. I, put a, I, I attached these, uh, these, these wires to my, my VHS uh, tape. You play, and then you press record. And that's how you edit. That's how editing was last time. There was no computers how many, to how edit it. How many takes this take? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Like, not only did it take... <laughs> A bunch of takes. I'm like putting this thing out over my shoulder and then I put it on a tripod and I talk to it. And then so I sent this video in. And by the way, I put it in like this manila envelope with all these pictures of me, you know, on things I did. This will stand out in the crowd. Right. And it obviously did, because then like I got a 50 page application. 50 pages? Any, yeah. 50 pages. Are you going to credit card? <laughs> exactly. Right. So I, I, I they ask everything. Well, your parents are like, where are you from? Yada, yada, yada. All these. Like, like we're questions. asking you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, almost. So then, so then after that, yeah, you hot. have this, uh, you have this like phone interview, but the phone interview, you, they said, put your camcorder up um, to where we can see you talking. And then we will ask you the questions. We'll be on speakerphone with us. And then we will and talk to the camera. Like you're talking on the real world. And when you're asking, answering the questions. So literally I did two of those interviews. Then I did an in-person interview in Detroit, had to drive up to Detroit on my own money, by the way. And I'm a college kid. I didn't have any money. So literally I'm like struggling for gas money to get up there and drove up there, did it. And I remember this, this interview and I was always trying to figure out how people would cry on the real world like you know like you ever see people like in interviews crying and i'm like dude you're on the real world you're in this multi-million dollar place you're living the life how can you cry i don't get it and once i was done with this interview like i remember the question the question like there was a question and these are the questions that they would ask and i was like this is how they get people crying now i didn't cry but this is how they get people to, to cry they're like all right say i'm an onion and you're an onion and we peel away the frat guy. We peel away all your friends, peel away all your, your family, peel away the divorce your parents had, peel away this, peel away that. What's at the core of Mike Mizanin? And I'll never forget my answer because honestly, I, could, I couldn't even tell you. I was like, I don't know. I really don't know. I, don't, I, I wish I could tell you like a cool answer, like, oh yeah, I'm this, but if you peel away everything about me, then uh, there, uh, nothing's left. And uh, I remember um, going to that same casting director once I was on the show and after we'd done filming and I go, why did you choose me? And she goes, it was that question because I asked that question to everyone and yours was the most real and it was the most heartfelt and you could tell it hit a nerve, but you, but you allowed me to see that nerve and I like that. And then I asked the guy, the executive producer, um, why he chose me and he goes, I didn't. I thought you were a bucket head. And I went, what? And he goes, John, John Murray and Mary Ellis wanted you on the show. But to be completely honest with you, I am so glad that you were on the show because you were so open, so honest, and you just wanted to learn. And that's exactly what you did. And uh, you, you allowed the process of the real world and you allowed us into your life. And that's what I said. I said, if I'm going on the real world, I'm giving you all of me, everything. 
I'm not going to like some people you'll hear go, you know, aggravated about how they were edited or how they were portrayed. And those people like, and I've been on shows where people I see that they edit themselves. They, they, they are a completely different person that, that they are camera, that they are, that they are off of the camera. Mm -hmm. And so when they look at themselves on camera, they go, that's not me. And in my mind, I'm going, yeah, that was, I saw you. That's exactly who you were. And so some people get mad about editing, but I was like, I'm just going to be me and just going to allow it to happen. And honestly, I'm so glad I did because the process was a learning experience all the way from doing the real world to doing the challenges as well. It taught a lot about myself, a lot about hard work, dedication, and, you know, as people look at it and go, oh, it's so easy to be on the challenges. The challenges I look at as a sport, you know, I mean, you're going for a lot of money and you have chances to get eliminated from these things. And, you know, some of them, some of the people, this is what they do for a living, yeah. you know, so, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money because if this is your life, that's what it is. You, you said they edit all of that, you know, edit. They're filming you guys 24 hours, yes. seven days a week. For five months. For five months. What was, what was that? What did that entail? Did you, you know, like, because even I, you know, I do TV and there are times when we're in studio, they tell you uh, in between breaks, bro, kill your mic if you have mm -hmm. to go use a bathroom mm -hmm. because the control every, room. Every can hear everything. you. Every mic can be a hot mic. Exactly. Everything is on. They have everything. They, they literally like there is a storage room in Buna Murray that has everything. And I'm talking like, like they, they film everything. There is people with you 24-7. So like say we all go to bed. They still have cameras on you while you're sleeping. And then when you wake up in the morning, there's a camera in your face. Uh, you know, if you're in a fight and you don't want, sometimes you don't want to you know, do something in front of a camera, you have to, it's, that's what you signed up for. That is the real world. And the real world I always say is the closest thing to real life. Um, you know, everything else now you can look at and you go, Oh, that's, that's scripted. That's this, that's that. Um, I always looked at real world as just the closest you can get to real life. And obviously editing music, um, you know, to, to, in order to, to be entertaining, like, Think about your life on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not all fun and games. Like you see highlights of a person's life. If you if you saw my life, like literally, it's like it's not entertaining to wake up every morning at six thirty and see me hold a baby and then change a baby every day. The same thing. It's going to be boring. You want to be entertained, and that's exactly what the real world does. It gives you that reality aspect of it, but it's entertaining because you see the highlights of what is going on in a person's life. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. 
That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Let's talk ball. So take us into the locker room of being a WWE superstar. Back when I was uh, first starting in WWE, I got kicked out of the locker room because of there was huge uh, amount of respect. When you, so for instance, when you walk into the locker room, you shake everyone's hand. That is a standard thing that, you know, was, you know, ingrained in you as a WWE superstar. You shake everyone's hand and all the veterans there, you thank them for, you know, what they've done for the business. And it's literally like every day, like, so every day you walk into the locker room and you shake everyone's hand. This was 15 years ago. You know, it's kind of teetered off um, now. And I think the locker room is, is better for it. There are things that I miss about the old locker room. Um, but I like the fact that everyone walks in with a smile on their face and everyone is trying to make everyone else better. Um, it, you know, back then I felt like it was more, competitive you know how you were saying like with moose like you were like ah, i want to be better than this guy and i'm going to be better than this guy we weren't friends you know i felt that that kind of competitiveness you know back then like where you know people would maybe tell you the wrong information so you wouldn't get better than them and then there were others that that took you under their wing and literally guided you guys like you know sean michaels took me under their wing and, you know, literally gave me advice that I still use to this day. You know, John Cena, literally, like, you know, being in the ring with me, with, with John Cena, taught me how to be a main eventer in a WWE ring. If I would have never gotten the ring with John Cena, I wouldn't have known that. Wow. And it's just a matter of getting in the ring and being and feeling and understanding what it is to be a top-level talent like John Cena is. Mm. Wow. So those, so those rivalries and feuds you had mentioned before, like you, you want to be friends with, with guys. So those rivalries and those feuds, they don't, do they spill over to the locker room or sometimes you guys have, you guys have that kind of cohesion together? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it does spill over, but other times, like nowadays it, it kind of doesn't you usually can squash your beef and, and, and figure it out. But honestly, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you just don't like a person. And, you know, everyone's not going to like everyone and people are going to say things that that hurt and it's on national television. Mm -hmm. And if someone says something that hurts, then you're like, all right, this guy, you, you, you want to go, let's go and we'll see. So you, you just you, you never know what people are going to say or do 
Yeah. Um, but nowadays, usually you can you can figure things out. What does a practice entail as a WD, WWE superstar? And the reason I ask that is because, you know, obviously I haven't seen you do it, but there are some guys and gals mm-hmm. who do some things off the ropes. You just don't. Yeah, you, you, just, you just don't just wake. Wing that. You, you just don't that. wake yeah. up doing a triple. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, no, like so. So, uh, being a uh, a WWE superstar is completely different than being an NFL star, MLB, or NBA. It's a different type of training. For instance, my training, uh, I make sure that I work out. Uh, you know three, four or five times a week. I make sure I do as much cardio as I can so I can stay in the ring. And literally my cardio is usually like sprints. Like I do sprints, slow, sprint, slow, sprint, slow, sprint, because that's what WWE is. When you're in that ring, you're sprinting. And then all of a sudden you take a fall and you, you sell that fall for a little bit. And then you sprint again, then you sprint again. Some matches are a complete sprint. So you got to keep your cardio up. Uh, A lot of my practice is talking. So, you know, I'll cut promos in a, ring, in, in a mirror all the time, even at this level, to keep my, uh, me feeling, you know, that I'm on my toes at all times. Honestly, being host of Cannonball kind of uh, helps, helps me practice for WWE. I think being on this podcast is a, is a practice for WWE. When I first started in WWE, um, I wanted uh, to be the top guy. I wanted to be at a level of, of – just amazingness i guess you could say and i'll never forget my first time hosting a show it was for wwe it was a called diva search and i forgot a phone number and i and it was in front of a live audience and i forgot the phone number that that people would have to call in to vote and this is the most important thing that i forgot and there's no one in my ear there's no one that can tell me anything about that and i i went into a cold sweat i i blanked out and I'll never forget having that feeling and walking back and hearing the crowd just go complete silence. And I was like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. And I never wanted to have that feeling ever again. So I asked WWE, can I do all the radio interviews that people don't want to do? I will wake up at six in the morning, every single morning to do radio interviews so I can practice, you know, just talking and getting points to where I ever feel that cold sweat happen again. I know what to do and how to get out of it and how to get that feeling. But you love it. I mean, like, honestly, I love being a super, like, I love, I used to love having a 20,000 people booing me, but now, you know, we don't have that. But now we have a virtual fans in our right. Thunderdome and, uh, and it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Like it's, it's interesting. It's, it's tested me like now the way we're shooting and the way we're filming like WWE, it's like, man, it, this is different. You know, it's, it's a completely lo- uh, a new kind of talent that you have to develop. And it, you're always changing and evolving. You are my tag team partner. <laughs> you're getting me ready. Okay, let's pick out my outfit. What am I wearing? Uh, I mean, I wear trunks, but uh, whatever you feel comfortable in. Obviously, you feel comfortable in football jersey and football a, tights. Uh, there you go. Tight like big show like the one the strap that goes over and then you got the whole like little it's like a little leotard on there. Yeah. you do not want to wear a leotard like the big like the big show uh, it depends on how you're feeling right now are you do you have do you have a dad bod or do you did you do like a or do you still have the a ripped abs 
Now I don't. I never really had ripped abs. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we want to cover a little bit. We want to cover just a little bit. That's why I had your back. Listen, so that I don't have this. ripped abs. I, mean, I got a, I got a, I got a can or two in right. the six pack showing, right? right? We can do the stone cold. You get your little vest, right? You get that vest on. So. But the vest got to come off at some point, though. I mean, you don't drink flash like the two little yeah. like uh, Lacroix. Right, so yeah, I don't, I don't have, I don't have ripped abs, but I, I mean, I don't have a dad bod. I mean, I ain't scared to, sh I'm not scared to take my shirt off at the pool now. I'm, I'm okay. good like that, but I. You know, you get the pant, no, that that form goes to, that form goes down. <laughs> hey, you can hold it in for the first ten minutes. Like, my boy on I'm looking at his view from the side and whoo, is that what trimester is he in? <laughs> All right, so uh so okay. Uh what about what about shoes? What am I wearing J's? You know, I <laughs> I'm black, man. I got to have style now. I can't be if out you want, If you want to, I would say wear whatever you feel most comfortable that you will be able to perform your best in and feel okay. like a WWE superstar. So I don't know if you want to paint your face. If you want to paint your face, paint your face, you know? Okay. Because I don't want to, I, I, if I'm going to be running around oh, and wrestling, uh, wrestling and tumbling and jumping for an hour, Jays ain't really the shoes you want to wear. No, no, I mean, obviously, if you watch Jordan, he didn't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that documentary? He literally goes, I put these on, and I literally couldn't believe I, was, I wore these at one point. <laughs> yes, I love that documentary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay, shoes. Okay, comfortable shoes. Now, what's my name? This is most important Ooh. right here. This can get you I mean, on I think I think your name is so, is so big that you can't really change it. Mm. So, you Smitty? I'm Smitty. Um, am I Steve Smith Sr., Smitty, Senor Estevan? Or what, what are we? You could, you could definitely be Senor Estevan. <laughs> definitely. Like, I got to get one of the masks, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you hey, could be I'll Lucha. Say, you can go Rey Mysterio. You and Rey Mysterio? Oh, man, that'd be a great matchup. Ooh. That'd be a great matchup. I like that. You know what we would be? Based off that, it'd be the flan match. because. Well, what you could do is you could have uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic, his son, versus me and you. And whoever wins gets to wear the mask. Ooh. Okay. So the object is to take Ray Mysterio's mask off and but put it on you. But here's and once problem. it's on you, then it's your mask from now on. What would be your finisher move? I don't know, because if I get hit below the belt, I'm going to bop somebody. I'm whooping somebody's ass. I don't care. TV, time out. <laughs> I don't care. We take this building over into the locker room. I mean, that's what it would be called, the ass whooping. That's what it is. That's <laughs> Just build a whole WWE persona just now. I love yeah, it. I like that. I don't know about there that. There we go. I agree. It's called the deep three. And basically the, the whole premise of this is to go beyond who you are as a WWE superstar. It is to go to just a deeper level. So, Smitty, go ahead and give him the first question. If I could peel away all the onions and get down to the <laughs> of the Miz. Who are you? Who am I? I am a dad of two little girls who, honestly, I didn't realize how much love I had in me until, like, I always, you, you, I, I always love my wife. My wife is amazing. She's incredible. She's a hardworking mother, and she's a hardworking woman uh, in general. Uh, she does so many things to make me better. 
but and the love for her is amazing but the love for my daughters is so like when i when when monroe was born it opened up a whole new like portion of my heart i didn't even know i had and then my then i had my other daughter and then that's another portion of my heart that i didn't even know i had and it's incredible like the other day uh i'm trying to teach my daughters how to swim like she's two and she went underwater and kicked her feet and listened to everything that i said and did it like she swam now, now she's not a good swimmer not a strong swimmer but she did it and i've i've never had a proud papa moment than i did that day so you asked me who am i who am i i'm mike mizanin a father of two and a husband of it but as the miz like i've done everything and anything i've wanted to do and i still want more uh, as the miz i want it all I, like my agent always asked me, Mike, you know, you're hosting a show. You have your own reality show. You're a WWE superstar. What else do you want? I want it all. Mm. What, do, what does that mean? I want movies. I want animation. I want, I want to own my own production company. I want to be able to executive produce. I want to be able to, to elevate other people and to get other people their dreams. Those are the things that I want to do. And so they're like, all right, let's get started. So that's kind of where I'm at with my life now. How do you think people see you? And how do you want people to see you? If you watch Cannonball in WWE, you see a, a loud, obnoxious, um, sometimes funny, uh, uh, just I like you on egomaniac. And then if you see Ms. and Mrs., you see a dad. You see a guy that, um, you know, is just out there doing his best um, to, to make right for his family. So uh, I think my, my – best qualities are my worst qualities you know it's just it's just one of those things that i've lived with my entire life what do you want those beautiful little girls to say about their daddy michael in 10 years i hope that they know i hope that they say that you know no matter what i know i'm going to make mistakes and sometimes i'm not going to be there but dad tried his hardest he did his best to be the best dad possible. And I hope that I'm able to, you know, you know, educate and grow two beautiful, independent, strong uh, minded women. And hopefully I do my best to do that. Mike's whole life changed after the real world. What was the moment Smitty that everything changed for you? Man, that's a loaded question. Uh, a lot changed. Uh, the the moment I, for me, the moment that changed for me is when I jumped on that airplane a couple of days after Fourth of July, two thousand no nineteen ninety nine. I went off, I got on an airplane one way ticket to U University of Utah. Hmm. That's when things changed for me. Um, really realized that this was something different. Never really experienced. Anything outside of L.A. Took the Greyhound when I was a kid, uh, Greyhound bus to Las Vegas, and we stayed at the Fremont Hotel, which is downtown Las Vegas, which is now is regentified and is considered the old part of Las Vegas. But when you go to a new part of Las Vegas, um, it's a lot different. I just remember when I – my brother's a fireman in North Las Vegas, but I remember uh, a couple of years ago we went to Vegas and we stayed there – we stayed in a new part – but we drove down to the old part with my brother and we had lunch. 
And it just brought me back to understanding um, how far I've come, where I am today. Um, so I realized, just like the Miz, that um, there are significant um, small little things that happen in your life uh, that have such a huge result. And I think really just listening to Miz and what it really put me back into is just kind of really, I don't know, I guess doing a, doing a grateful report. Um, what am I grateful for? And I'm just, I'm just grateful for uh, the things that I've learned um, about myself, about my family, and then also the things that I, um, that at times you take for granted. Um, you take for granted the success, but you also, I think more than anything, you take the failures for granted, right? And hearing uh, the men talk about how he grew up and what he went through in Ohio and realizing just going on the real world, and understanding all the different people, he, he really didn't know the world. And I don't think any of us really know the world until we get out there and, are, and we are exposed to it and it is right dead center, right in front of our face. We start to realize how big the world is and really how small, how small we, are. we are. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr. That is me is a production of Cut To It, LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producers Steve Smith Sr. and Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media manager Peyton Smith, from Balto Creative Media, Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Labreck. Production manager Sarah Pollock. Theme music by Alex Johnson. Lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.